Joe, what's the crack? Dean, how are you, man? Finally, finally. We've we, we, we been speaking about this for a couple of weeks, man, isn't it? Yeah, a couple of months, I'd say. Yeah, I, I think I... Well, I was following you for a fair while, and I, I think I slid into those DMs like a, a thirsty young thing, asking <laughs> asking you to come on. Yeah. But, uh, I, no, I, I, it was hard to find you amongst all the other ones, you know what I mean? <laughs> Still got it. Still got yeah. it. So, Joe, mate, obviously, like, I'm following you years, mate, um, across your, like, I've followed your career, like, because you'd be one of the lads that, in the Irish fitness industry, that, like, a lot of young, younger PTs, I'm pitching you as being an L lad here, like, but yeah. a lot of younger PTs would nearly look at yourself and kind of other, other lads in the industry as, like, right, they're, like, five years ahead of me, five years older than me. I'm looking at them. So for, I know obviously a lot about you, but for, we're stuck in the lift where our listeners, we've got 30 seconds, quick intro of yourself, dude. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Joe O'Shaughnessy. I'm the uh, uh, owner and founder of Urban Fitness Gyms, um, which then became Urban Wellness, which is a corporate wellness company. Um, we've now got an online coaching business as well. And uh, we're looking to get into um, the uh, teaching space and qualification space, which was supposed to happen sort of last April, but COVID had other things to say um, about that. So I started my business uh, my nine years ago. It was actually nine years ago this week. Um, and it started off as a boot camp on a beach. And here we are nine years later on this podcast. Savage. I think, you know what I mean? I think our age, like I started about, about eight, nine years ago. I think probably eight years ago um, out yeah. on my own. And we all started bootleg, no insurance, no nothing, on a beach, in a park, on a football pitch. That was the only way. That was the way back then. Yeah. You know? Like you pick up a few dodgy kettlebells on, what was it, what was it back then? Gumtree? Yeah, yeah. Gumtree, yeah. yeah there, was, there was none of this, uh, there was no AliExpress or anything like that back then, I don't think, was there? Oh, imagine how kitted we would have been if we had AliExpress back in the day. Kitted out. Getting containers <laughs> dropped over. Containers? <laughs> ah, you, you'd be waiting a while for containers after I'll the back line. <laughs> Especially after the Suez Canal, yeah. I was um I'm waiting a few bits of bobs now that have been delayed from there and I'm like fuck's sake. But given obviously the fact that we're both gym owners and lockdown has us um not open, it doesn't really matter. So it can be delayed as much as it wants. Like yeah, unfortunately at the moment, yeah, we can be left without equipment because it's not getting used. Yeah, exactly, man. Just ourselves going in and like well, boy, the most yeah. expensive gym membership ever. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, my gym <laughs> my gym membership at the moment has cost me a fortune. <laughs> but it's but you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it just just to yeah. have that kind of break instead of uh, like obviously other people don't have the benefit of what you and I do. Like we can go to a gym and train, but yeah. um, have you found that as a a way of just like separating yourself from the news routine, etc. Like kind of being able to go to the gym and work out. Yeah, well, look, I mean, um, here's the thing with the with the news and the media. Um, without going too far into it. Um, because we will be here all day if I get. We get. Are, are we putting on a tinfoil hats now? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. But um, <laughs> now, without look, I'm a firm believer pre-COVID in this. I'm a firm believer post-COVID in this. Mainstream media will always focus on negativity and will always feed negativity because negativity sells. So if you want, like, I mean, there was many, many months over the course of the last year where if I didn't pay attention to the media or I didn't watch the news, you nearly forgot what was going on. You know, but it's when you're watching RT news or, or Virgin Media News every night or whatever it is, and you're being constantly reminded of what's actually going on. And let's be honest, they put a negative spin on everything. Um, so, look, if you want to try and forget about what's actually going on, you try and focus on the media less and less, you know. Well, having the gym, I mean, I can only imagine for somebody who's so into the gym, um, it's a, it's a massive part of my life. I can only imagine what those people are going through that haven't got access to gyms. I mean, that is going to take a massive toll. When the gym is a big part of your life and you're serious about going to the gym, it's a massive part of your life. And if that mm -hmm. gets taken away from you, there's a big void left there. Um, so I've been one of the fortunate ones like yourself that has had the ability throughout this whole thing to have my own gym and be able to go in and train. And if I hadn't have had that, because as we mentioned off air before we came on, um, I've, I've struggled mentally over the past year more than I've ever struggled before in my life and if I hadn't had the outlet of the gym I can only imagine again um, the difference that would have made or made you know I, I think like when you were telling me the story earlier on like kind of how important it has been for you and your mental health I kind of like like I like I like analogies I like coming up with wee analogies and uh, it's something that I've definitely felt over the last kind of year is that have I struggled with my mental health yeah 
But I like to say is like, have I seen the darkness? Yes. Have I been in the darkness? No. Like, I, yeah. but I've seen, I've seen yeah. that dark room. I've seen. It's, it's, it's looking. It's looking. Yeah. The darkness is, yeah. I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And it's something that like like you and I will be fairly uh, fairly self aware like and there are, there are people out there that aren't aren't as self aware and it's something that it's a skill it's something that they can learn, um but it's definitely something like when I did see myself like kind of feeling a little bit shitter, like less motivation like the wife like kind of you're married like myself like and my wife doesn't beat around the bush with telling me I'm being a moody git like um, I don't think I do. <laughs> and so I so she's like here then like you need to go train you need to like go for a run put on a yeah. podcast just go for a walk get out of the house yeah. And like definitely kind of having that circle, uh, like my wife and I, and then obviously kind of being self-aware myself, like I definitely found that you, you yourself too, yeah? Yeah. Well, look, um, I mean, one thing um, I heard Mark Prestigan say one this time on the podcast, the, uh, the founder of Exos, and um, I never forgot it. And I always try and remind myself of, of this as hard as it is. And sometimes I do forget it, um, but I always try and keep it top of mind and it does come into my mind quite a bit is when i when I, I try to when i get to the house i try and leave the daily stresses of what's going on and um, with covid the impact that's had on my business and the stresses that i'm feeling as a result of that i try and i try and leave them out or take them out of the family home as much as i can but i i don't always succeed with that and mm-hmm. again like you my wife is always very quick to say look what's happened is happened like she's a she's a constant reminder of that and then i sort of can check myself and say actually do you know what yeah i'm actually at home now my wife and kids don't want to hear about uh my numbers at the gym or what's going on with the gym or <clears> how long o'clock like they they they, they want the, their husband they want their daddy so i've got that, to try yeah. and do that you know what i mean like it's definitely like an i've taken a like my, my wife is like one of my biggest heroes like she's a psychiatric nurse um so obviously she had a, we had a baby last year she had a baby um yeah. so She's from maternity leave, but I haven't seen her kind of come home from a shift and she literally leaves all the shit of a 13 hour shift at the door, doesn't come into the home. Yeah. Like yeah. doesn't come in, she comes in, makeup off, brand new Ashling. Like she's yeah. not she's not like nurse Ashling anymore. She's wife Ashling, she's mum Ashling. Yeah. Um, and it's it's, it's just something that like I in the last year, like and kind of you the same, mate, like learning that from other people. And if it's someone's wife that's listening, if it's um if it's you if you have a mate that's a copper. And like they can leave it at the door, like it ask them. Yeah. yeah. Like, how do you leave it at the door? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's um, and I look, I as you said, uh it's about being self-aware. And the like the fact of the matter is is that 95% of the population are not self-aware. They're caught up in a tumble dryer of daily life, they're in an, an auto loop of reaction that they don't even realize they're reacting to everything around them. Um, and they're reacting in a way that they're not even thinking about before they react. Um, so being self-aware is one of the most crucial and valuable skills that any human being can ever um, develop, you know, because you're able to check yourself. When you're able to pull yourself out of your situation and look at what you're doing and look at yourself from someone else's viewpoint, then you're on to winner rather than being stuck, as I said, in that tumble dryer of, of um, reaction and emotion yeah. and not even realizing that you're in a tumble dryer. You're just, you're just doing it. Time after time after time after time. It's just, it's just a negative negative feedback loop. Like you and I, yeah. we both follow um, James Clear. James uh, Clear, yeah. Atomic Habits, and that's, that's something that Amazing they speak book. about, isn't it? Oh man, it's one of the best. Like, look, I know it's so cliche to say it's one of the best books I've ever read, but that is one of the best books I've ever read. Oh, yeah, you, you, actually... you can tell by the hype it got. Yeah, big time, and and not just the hype, because the uh, the amount, the quantity of hype is one thing. But the quality of the hype was something else. Yeah. So the, the individuals who are actually speaking about this book would be yeah. people that you and I would revere highly in the industry, and mm. not just not just the coaching industry, just like athletes, uh, personal, managers. personal development industry, our industry in 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 total, like insane. Um, you know, all the powers that be now when they do their podcasts, they do their their talks, they do their their bits, they all reference James Clear. They all reference Cons- Atomic Habits. Yeah, Cons- have you heard um, or listened to listen slash read the other book the Ah, oh, the alter ego. No, right. So the alter ego, it's 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 pretty decent, and it's all kind of the same same kind of thing. Like it speaks about habits now, but it's about formulating an uh, an alter ego. So when you go into the ring or into the training situation mm-hmm. or blah blah blah, like you assume this like Clark Kent into Superman kind of persona, 
and yeah. it's really it's it's in the same like I put that in the same bracket as the James Clear Atomic Habits. It's just yeah. it's really it's dumbed down, super simple. Like I, I I did like that about James Clear's book. Like it's dumbed down to hell, very very simple, very digestible. And so easy. Anyone? Ah, oh, me. I'm a, I'm a big audio booker. Meet your brother. <laughs> I'm a big audio booker because I, I just enjoy how it's passive. Like you can yeah. be on a bike, yeah. like you and I, like C2 bike. Well, do you know, I had a conversation with my uh, manager at the gym here the other day. And it was about the fact that, um, so I find it very difficult to, to do anything that requires me to sit still. Mm. You know, so if I was to sit and read a book, I find that challenging because I have a sit still. You know, if I was to sit and watch like a an, a, a a video course, an educational video course, I find that difficult because I've got to sit still to watch it. Um, I like to move, like you said, and the fact that you can move while you're listening is, you know, it's a benefit. There was like I'm, I'm the exact same as that. Like even with yeah. um, you're probably the same as me. Do you have one of those? The, the new Dyson Hoover, the cordless shops. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I, I've only, we only, Ash and I are only kind of entered into the 21st century the other week, like, and so <laughs> got, got a hold of that. And I'm, first of all, I'm hoovering more, like, than I've ever, like, she's even mentioned, it's like, hoovering way more. Yeah. I don't know if that's because it cost me bloody 600 quid, but, yeah. and getting used to it. But like, I'm constantly listening to like a podcast or an audio book or something that hasn't doing it. So I'm passively, I'm, yeah being productive i'm doing the hoovering kind of keeping the wife happy not getting shot but i'm also consuming content at the same time which is beneficial not just listen to music like you can listen to dolly yeah. parton all day like yeah yeah but i tell you but as you said your ability to consume information has skyrocketed since the introduction of audible huge like, you know it's 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 insane i mean i'll do anything if i'm able to listen to a good podcast or an audiobook you know what i mean <laughs> Anything. That's it. Yeah. Like a, like a three hour walk, a, yeah. a run, whatever. You, you clean the whole house. Yeah. Buy me earphones in. Off you go. Yeah. You know, cut um, the grass. That's it. Yeah. So now I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big, big fan of audiobooks myself. Um, I mean, look, uh, again, as cliche as it sounds, everyone says this, but I'm going to say it again. Reading books or self education will change your life. Because you get to consume what you want to consume and you get to consume the stuff that's going to move you forward in the direction that you want to go in your life. You're in charge. Okay? So you can, I mean, you can learn anything. But books have not just changed our lives. They change everyone's life. If, you, if, if you're willing to invest the time. And the yeah, and it, and, it, and it is, it's, you have to want to want to improve you yeah. can't just you can't just pick, like you can't be walk, strolling around Easton's or rocking into Amazon or Audible like on a whim and just pick some. Yeah. Oh, I've heard blah blah. You have to want to want to learn those that information. Yeah. Well, it has to be a hobby. Like l- learning new things has to be a hobby, or educating yourself has to be a hobby. I mean, I I get a kick out of learning new things. Like I get a kick What's, out of being um, more educated. Here, here's a complete like cliff uh, sort of tangent. What what new thing have you learned during lockdown or since March last year? What new thing have I learned? Um, let me see. Let me see. New thing have I learned? So what I would, what I would, one, one thing that's big with me at the moment is the concept of what what got me here will not get me there. Ooh, yeah. So I think it was Einstein that said something along the lines of this. I'm going to butcher this quote, but um, <laughs> the thought process that so if you're facing a problem right now or you're in an area right now in your life where you're not quite okay with the way things are going and you want to make improvements or you want to change direction or you want to pivot. The thought processes that got you to this problem are not the thought processes that are going to get you out of that problem. So it, you, it requires an upgrade. You've got to be constantly mm-hmm. upgrading your uh, software if you want to keep continuously moving forward. That's a big thing I'm on at the moment. I know that's not a, a sort of direct answer ah, of what ah. I've learned, but it's something I'm pondering on a lot lately. But that's a, that's also technically a skill, also. Yeah. Is yeah. Yeah. So it, it definitely is something that you've learned. Um, like I, I was kind of expecting it to say like oh, I, learned, I learned a new TikTok dance. Yeah. Now I've, I've learned a few of them. <laughs> I've learned a few of them. I was trying to keep it educational for the podcast, you know. I know. Yeah. But, uh, I, I've learned a few. I've learned a few uh, TikTok dances. Yeah. My ten-year-old is TikTok mad. I was just about to say, we've got dads, dads and mums listening to this, so that, that, that's uh, something that, that resonates with the two of those answers. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll tell you. But, well, if you TikTok and get your steps up, there's a little hack for you. Yeah, 100% can. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I've, and jogging, um, jogging on the spot. Yeah, I've what's the thing that I've I've done? I've learned a few bits of TikTok. TikTok has been one of the best things that's happened since lockdown, if you use it the right way. So I I follow a lot of um like a lot of DIY shit, like just random little things, little hacks. Yeah. And I, like I'm doing a little bit of an upgrade in the studio at the minute myself, and re, uh, packing out plasterboard, just the, the little wee, the little, little wee trick. Put a bit of wood behind it, drill into it. Bob's your uncle, Fanny's rant. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. TikTok, TikTok taught me that. I was like, this is amazing. And actually, yeah. actually, another one. The wife, I learned a new way how to clean the oven yeah, with no baking soda, baking soda, tin foil, and lemon. No way. Yeah, and she's like, and, like, and I, I look forward to it because it's like it's really like. Look at me, man, man, open jar, yeah, man, yeah. man, clean. I can do it all. I can yeah. do it all. Yeah, check this out. Podcast in the ears, cleaning the oven. Yeah, check me out, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hot shit here. Like, yeah, um, dude. So you are an in-person coach and an in-person wellness coach, like for corporates, like for years on end. Like yeah. we're talking nine, ten years in the industry. Yeah. And how hard was it for you to make the switch online? Um. Yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's difficult, but I'm a firm believer in, obviously, look, I know you love, uh, you're, you have the same opinion. There's a lot of online coaches now that are popping up who have got their certifications online and are now only coaching people online and have never coached people in person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I feel is a prerequisite to being able to coach people online. You have to have coached people in person. You've, you've, you've got to put, you've got to have had put the hours in, in, in person. But um, the transition is, it's not so much difficult. It's just different. Um, yeah. um, what I feel is, and this is, why, this is why I really feel like online coaching is extremely, extremely valuable and beneficial because say, for instance, in a typical, in a typical personal train, training setting, right? Um, typically over the years, if somebody invests in you as their coach um, to work with you, okay? What they're really investing in, in their mind, um, and for the most part, is, is it's true. They're investing in that time with you in the gym, okay? They're investing in those three hours a week with you in the gym, okay? And then outside of a couple of um, text messages or emails or chats here and there, they're pretty much left to their own devices when they get outside of that setting, okay? Now, if you look at the online coaching model, um, and my online coaching model is that's all flipped on its head. Yeah, massively. So yeah, it's the total opposite. They're they're investing in me as a coach to handle mm-hmm. everything else outside of that time in the gym. Okay. I still write their programs. I still send them the their, their program daily. They have their demonstration videos. I map it all out for them. Yes. But they go in and do that work by themselves. And that's an important skill that anyone has to try and develop. Anyway, you don't want to always have to rely on the presence of a coach or a personal trainer in order to get your workouts done, okay? But they're investing in me as a coach for everything else outside of that. How do I set my life up outside of the gym where ultimately is where I'm going to get the most success, okay? I think it's like if you, if you spend three hours in the gym, um, I can't remember what percentage a week is, but it's a tiny percentage a week. I think it's 8% it's a like, week or something like, uh, something like that. Four, 4%. Four yeah. And the rest, the rest of the time... I mean, people think that it's all the magic happens and all the changes made in the gym. The gym's a big part of it, don't get me wrong, but if you're not doing everything outside of the gym correctly, you're not going to move in the direction you want to go. So that's what I like about the online coaching model. And uh, yeah, the online coaching part of my business now is is uh, where I'm putting most of my focus and effort at the moment. Mm. And I, I completely agree, and we'll get, we'll get to that in a second, like, that you have to serve a certain, like almost look at teaching in a gym as like your apprenticeship before. If you do have a dream or a goal of being an online coach um, and living the laptop lifestyle, which you and I both know isn't real. Um, (laughs) Unless like the only ones who actually do end up getting the laptop lifestyle are the ones who are more so an influencer than they are a coach. Yeah. Like they are there for their aesthetics, not necessarily there for their coaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're not not sure you're getting the rabs of their arse so yeah. um <laughs> i live in dubai like me like uh, myself like myself in my heyday <laughs> but um like 
definitely like whether it's you go to your gym you go to my gym where you like you, you go work in fly fit for two three years like you get you work with as many different types of people as possible and you yeah. learn that you learn who you want to work with and, and also more importantly who you don't want to work with or necessarily who you don't really click with yeah and you can't really resonate and that's it that's a huge aspect of it yeah 100 and I, I always try and i mean when I do my uh, my Instagram stories, when I do my, my daily market, my daily emails to my list or any type of um, information I put out there, I try and dress it up in a certain way and come across in a certain way that's going to attract the right type of people to me. And one of the things I have in my application form is this is a strict no snowflake uh, policy, like, you know. Do you have that as uh, a question? I have that at the bottom of my application form. <laughs> Robin, that. Yeah, yeah. So there's a strict like zero snowflake policy. Yeah, that's it. Like very clear, and um, because I want people to know when they come to work with me, I expect um, a specific level from them in terms of being able to carry things out that is is clearly mapped out for them. Mm-hmm. You know? and also their ability to follow a process and what got most people to the situation they're in is that they believe they can do things better than the experts that have been mapping things out for them. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a very empathetic coach, but I, I do expect um, people to be able to carry out the instructions that are, that are put in front of them. That are laid up for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Completely, completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah. And then you, like I, I know from when moving online that I, I, I definitely did and do enjoy it. I do enjoy the online side, but I do also appreciate the in-person side of coaching, like the, the crack. Like, like yeah. were you involved in teams as a teenager? Yeah, all, always. Uh, yeah, I so, played football right up until I had a cruciate ligament injury when I was 21 or 22. So, so like, like when you were involved in team sports like that for so long, it's kind of hard to pull away from the in-person side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. When 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 I am on my own gym floor and the gym is buzzing and everyone's working hard and the music is playing and the coach is shouting instructions, that's my happy place. <laughs> there's there's nothing that can replicate that. When you have a bunch of people going through a workout and pushing each other, helping each other, supporting each other, listening to the music, um there's there's no feeling like that. No. It's it you is know, special. So, so that's why I know many I know many people in the online space. I have a lot of friends in the online space, a lot of very successful friends in the online space who previously had gyms and because the online took off, they got rid of their gyms. Mm. Um, but I will never get rid of my gym. Uh, when I say never, I mean for the foreseeable future anyway. I'm deafy. I'm, I'm not, no intention. I'm not, fucking, I'm not fucking living. No. Like, I mean, <laughs> and, and I mean, here's the other thing also. If, if, if the online was, was doing very, very well anyway, um, I would keep my own gym to train in. Yeah. You know? Uh, but why deny other people access to it? I mean, I've got a very, very loyal, loyal uh, group of members who have been phenomenal throughout this whole thing. And I can't wait to get them back into the gym. Yeah. Like, we've, 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 we've put so much time and effort um, and teamwork into developing new systems, new processes. We, compl- we completely deconstructed everything we do at Urban Fitness. Sick. Throughout, throughout this lockdown we deconstructed it and we rebuilt it and we asked ourselves with every single thing that we do how can we do this better how can we make this a better experience how can we develop this in a way that gets people the best results that they have the most fun that they're the most invested um that helps them make health and fitness training uh and not only that but willpower, willpower and discipline and having something to focus on and grow um, how can we how can we help them integrate this into the rest of their lives? And I'm very very excited about getting people back to the gym because what we have to offer is going to be is going to be next level. Do you think um, when the gyms when we do get the green light, let's just say it's like late Mayish, which I do think it probably and will be. Do you think we're looking at like the best? We're talking like pre like pre pre Instagram busy days like boom. It's, I think it's going to be well. So obviously. Um, England opened up this week. And they're packed. So I've got, a, again, I've got a lot of friends who have gyms in England and they are swamped. Mm-hmm. Swamped. They can't actually keep up with the amount of people inquiring about joining. Mm-hmm. So if, like, I mean, I believe Ireland's going to follow suit whenever we get the green light. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and I think um, I heard John Claude Vacassin speak about this, but like gyms like ours are, he refers to as a training gym rather than a gym. So yeah, which sort of separates from people come to us for a service. They they come to us for the entire experience. Um, they get their, their program taken care of. They get their sessions taken care of. They get coached throughout their sessions. They get direction, etc. Um, I think gyms like ours, training gyms, um, in inverted commas, I think that's the future of fitness. Yeah, you know, because um, I, I I think I think people are too educated now, and there's too much information out there for people not to realize that for something as important as your health and fitness, um, there's no need to go it alone anymore and waste time doing shit that's not working. I mean, I did that for years. Like, I mean, the, when I started training, there was no there was no gyms like mine when I started training. You know, there was no like all I, I used to get no 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 messing. I used to get muscle and fitness magazine. magazine. Yeah, read the magazine. You know, start eating cottage cheese the all day, just cottage cheese, breakfast, lunch, <laughs> dinner, um, drinking protein shakes. You know, yeah. brown rice everywhere. Like, yeah. I mean, and just following training splits. Like, I mean, uh, uh, when I look back at how I trained from. Let me see, probably 18 to 20, 21, 22, 23. My God. Yeah. Like, shy. just not, not shy. I still got results. I yeah. still, um, I mean, I, it still changed my physique. It's still, it's still done the trick. But when I look back, I find, I, I, I consider myself very fortunate now to have not injured myself, first of all. Do you not do any major injury? Injury, you train like a muppet? I've never, never uh, seriously injured myself in a gym. Wow. Well done. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, as I said, I, I, I had a, a cruciate ligament injury when I was 20, uh, 21, 22, playing for Bray Wanderers. And after that, my, my, my uh, football sort of never really recovered. Um, and while I was in rehab for that, um, I was spending a lot of time at the gym. And that's where I mm. developed my passion for the gym. And yeah. in essence, the cruciate knee ligament injury probably turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me. If that's you look back spend. at it, you know, so... Um, you know, everything happens for a reason and every every negative can have a positive spin on it if you try and find a positive spin on it, you know? It's there, you just have to look for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I used, geez, we're cut from the same cloth. Like you said earlier on, meet your brother. Um, exact same, men's health, all the way through. I, do, yeah. do you remember the website, tnation.com? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lived off I, it. Lived off it, mate. Lived yeah. off it. I yeah. bought, and I put it up, um, I think well, who was it? Was it Grenade or some some uh, supplement company put up there the other day? Like kind of biggest mistake you've ever made in terms of nutrition. Like, yeah. and mine was um, oh supplements and supplements, and mine was buying tribulus teratitis off uh, teenation.com. The the testosterone boost there. The the testosterone boost. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. In inverted commas. Yeah. yeah, I remember I bought that thinking that I was gonna turn into the fucking Hulk. Yeah, and yeah. Mate, all it did is give me fucking severe severe stomach cramps and yeah. sweats. Oh come on! When I think back to when I think back to now, explode and Jack 3D and Celtech creatine. And I, I never took Celtech, but I took the other. Yeah. Two. So se- I think it was called I think it was called Muscle Tech Celtech or something like that. Mm. I, I I think it was um and I, I I think it was some sort of creatine blend, but I had mm. the mo- I had the the, the most c- chemical taste of it and. Um, it tastes and like a hospital. Oh my god! Like I used to be lorrying the stuff into you. You know what I mean? Two arm days a week. I, I um, used to because we because we would have been going to the gym around the same time. Well, our peak like gym douche days would have been around the same time as um what was that? The Jordy Jersey Shore. Like yeah. so, when it was all like just go in, train, train like an Egypt, look class, like not yeah. not not prioritizing uh, performance and health. It was all physique. Yeah, all physique. Well, I remember, I remember starting starting in my local community gym um, when I was seventeen years of age. I remember, I remember me and my my younger brother walking in the same day, and um, there was a lot of big dudes in this gym, a lot of strong dudes in this gym. But uh, the only thing that really existed for the first few years of my training life was body part splits. Like that's all everybody was doing. Everybody was doing a chest day. Everybody was doing a back day. Everybody was doing a shoulder day. Everybody was doing an arm day. 
abs and calves. I mean, what sort oh, of a workout is that like? Abs and calves, like, yeah. you know, oh, I just went to the gym on Saturday and did abs and calves, like, you know what I mean? Come on, come on. So, like, I mean, if you look at if you look at where we're at today, I mean, if you're, I mean, sometimes I say to myself, Jesus Christ, I'd love to be 17 again and have the gyms that are available now, to have the knowledge oh. that is available now, to have the blueprint on how to train that's available now. Um, it would be a game changer, you know? It would be, but there's also more distractions now than ever than there ever was when we were that yeah, age. So there's, need, there's too much information. At least all much. we had to what we had to do was buy a magazine, eat cottage cheese, and do an arm day twice a week. You know what I mean? Exactly, and then look on Bebo and like, sorry, yeah, Bebo, yeah, 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 Bebo and people all over the place. <laughs> there's um, like that actually brings us nice nicely into the next one. Like some of the uh, industry predictions. Like, because we've we've already spoke there, but like, yeah, John, John, what was his name again? John Claude Vacassin. So he he's obviously kind of said that like the training gym is the is the future, like kind of yeah. um, and what people are going to look for because they're going to go to because people are lazy now in the sense that they don't want to wait twelve months. They want to do something in twelve six months that they could do in twelve months. So mm-hmm. they're going to look at cutting out cutting the time there. Now, obviously, we use Uber Eats or Domino's online, just eat sorry, to get our food in. So people are going to use the same approach with the training. Those who are aren't completely impatient and do like a twenty-one day transformation, expect to be on a fucking Victoria's Secret fashion line, are going to come to yourself and mind. Like, what industry predictions do you have, mate, going forward? So, I really believe that if you're in health and fitness, you're suffering now. But if you can make it through this, you're going to be busier than ever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, never before in the history of humanity, has it been highlighted the importance of being healthy, being fit, being strong, having a strong immune system. Mm -hmm. It's never been highlighted before as much as this. So I feel like people can't wait to get back to fitness regimes, um, training in gyms, et cetera. Like, I mean, I know for a lot of people, for, for for a massive percentage of people, training at home just is not feasible. Mm. It's not doable. Like trying to get up and do burpees in your kitchen at six o'clock in the morning when everyone's asleep, no music or anything like that. That's just yeah, hard pass. It's difficult. You know what I mean? So I, I, I feel like people are going to be chomping at the bit to get back to gyms. I feel like people will be rushing back to gyms. I, I, I believe that in the health and fitness space, we're going to be busier than ever. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that in the health and fitness space, fitness space, if you want to succeed, and I mean succeed on a decent level, you're going to have to up your game. Yeah, massive. Um, you know, the, the expectation of what is to be delivered is going gonna, is gonna to r- raise massively. Um, yeah. And it's not just about training programs, sets and reps anymore. It's, that's, the, that's the last box you have to tick. Okay? You've got to work from the top down. You've got to work from the inside out with people. You know? And I, I feel like a much more holistic approach is going to be required in order to be successful in the game moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I do believe that if you can if you can come through this patch we're in now, um, you're gonna be busier than ever. Yeah, definitely. I, I I think that the standard of what a coach has to be now, the expectation is huge. Cause like we've seen people doing online coaching, like we've seen that it's like right, you have the systems, you have the PDFs, you have the check-in process, you have that all for the online space. You cannot move back to in-person personal training and not bring that with you. Yeah, because no. your client, your client has got used to that essentially. Yeah, yeah, what? absolutely. Like, it's gonna, it's gonna require education. It's gonna require accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to coach your clientele in, in all areas of their life. You know, um, but it's only gonna benefit you as a coach, and it's only gonna benefit your business. Um, the like, I mean, if you step your game up, you know everyone's going to elevate that game that works with you. You know what I mean? So it's it's a knock-on positive effect, I feel, anyway. What, what do you... Um, There's obviously a side, a side tangent again. Like, what what do you look for when uh, doing a check-in process? With, with my clients? Yeah. So, look, what, what we do is, like, here, here's, here's, my, here's my philosophy with my online coaching clients. Um, sometimes I feel like with online coaching, people try to over-deliver because they feel like they need to over-deliver to warrant the investment that's being made in them as a coach. So they feel like they need to bombard their clients with uh, daily information, with educational videos, with PDFs, with books. With My clients are busy people. 
Mm. I'm also a busy person. And I always try and look at my coaching service um, from the client's perspective as to how would I like things to be delivered and how seamless would I like things to be, okay? Um, so I try and streamline everything w- within my online coaching. Um, so when I do my check-ins, I just basically, I look for, okay, what went well last week? What didn't go so well? Mm-hmm. What were our wins? What were our losses? Where do you feel like you can improve next week? Um, and have you got any questions? Yeah, and there's not one mention of white there as well. Like. No, no. So what, what I do is, don't get me wrong, I track weight as a metric. Of course. But what I, what I always say to my clients is, weight does not track body composition change. Nope. Okay? So weight does not track uh, the, uh, an increment in lean mass and, and a reduction in body fat mass. Okay, it's just a number on a scales. So I'm always trying to, if this is a tool, this is one tool that we're using. That's all. This, I want you to track this for me. You forget about it. Yeah. That's for me. That's not for you. That's for me. What, what you're in charge of is, first of all, do you feel better? Yep. Yes. Okay. Um, are your clothes fitting better or a, a usable metric like that? Yes. Are your energy levels better? Yes. Are you sleeping better? Yes. Are you performing better? Yes. Okay. So don't, we don't need to worry about scales then. Yeah. You know, now it is an important metric. I feel for some coaches to, to be able to track, cause you need to be able to see from a distance exactly what's going on with the process. But, um, I, I always, always, uh, re- I just had a massive breakthrough with one of my clients literally this Monday in a check-in. Go on. And this client has, uh, I, 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 I don't want to say uh, being impatient, but like, you know, somewhat impatient in terms of, oh, I'm expecting more change on the scales, expecting more change on the scales, expecting more change on the scales. And I'm just constantly reinforcing, trust the process, trust yeah. it. Just stick with what it is we're doing. Stick with what it is we're doing. And she took uh, a progress, a set of progress pictures at the weekend or last weekend. And um, the difference was mind blowing. Mind, for, a, for a few pound reduction on the scale, the difference was mind blown. So that's why it's so important to track um, with progress pictures. You've got to use multiple metrics to track the process because if we didn't have those pictures, we wouldn't have had that breakthrough. You yeah. Know? What, what's slipping through the net? Like if you're not looking at clothes, if you're not looking at uh, photographs, if you're not looking at tape measures. Uh, and it's, it's gas that you said that, Joe, like kind of the, the breakthrough. Like I did the same with one of my clients last week. She was up three pounds, but obviously, you know, we're kind of trying to female clients like there are four different people over the course of a month yeah, and four different weights as well. Like, yeah. so we went ahead, like we're, I think we're eight weeks into an online, online program and we took photographs, like had, didn't, not a massive meltdown, just like kind of, is this okay? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, here tomorrow morning, because obviously your, your environment. So we take a photograph in the morning. Um, I was like, here it's 1 PM now. Don't take a photograph right now because it's going to give you a false reading. Mm. Go ahead tomorrow morning when you wake up, take a photograph, compare it with day one. And same as you, just night and day. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, that's why it's so important. Um, but again, this is what, like to highlight back to what we spoke about earlier, early on in the conversation about um, when we look at like your traditional in-person training model and now look at this, this online model where it's nearly the inverse of it. This is what the investment is for with the online coaching. It's, it's for that support network. It's for that community network. It's for that um, accountability. It's for that reassurance that what you're actually doing is what is required to move you in the direction that you want to go. Yeah. And it's having that peace of mind that actually knowing what you're doing. This is, this is, a, this is another thing I, I, I massively spin on in my marketing is like, I always, with my audience, I always try and, um, I always try and uh, highlight the importance of time and that time is the most valuable asset that anybody has, okay? Because people have this, this um, habitual process where they try and save money at the sacrifice of time. Yeah. When really they should be investing money to save time, time. because time is infinitely more valuable than money. Okay, money can be acquired at any time, any stage. It swings around about. It's always in circulation. Once you spend your time, that's it. You're not getting it back. No. So if you've been in a gym for the last five years, um, 
putting in precious time, three, four hours a week, and you haven't had a dramatic shift in your physique, you are wasting your time. Yeah. Okay. And all it requires is a financial investment on your behalf to fix that and to save that time and to make sure that what it is you're actually doing is the stuff that you need to be doing to move you in the direction you want to go. Okay. And this is what I always try and get across to people. And I'm a big believer in skin in the game. Um, You know, skin in the game is everything. I mean, if you don't care or value something, you will not follow through. I'm actually doing you a favor by charging you a lot of money. (laughs) Because if you financially invest with skin in the game, you will do what I ask you to do. Same. Yeah. You know what I mean? So do you have a, do you have a coach show? Um, do you know what? Or have you, or, or have you had coaches over the years? I have. So this is also another big thing. I have had coaches in every single part of my life. I'm trying to improve. I've had business coaches since the very beginning. Yeah. I've had mentors since the very beginning. I've got a financial mentor who was very, very lucky to meet very early on in my career, who took me under his wing and has taught me so much over the years. Um, I have a jiu-jitsu coach, which is another one of my major passions, obviously. What is it it with fit pros in jiu-jitsu? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a release. It's a release mechanism. Like, it's as I always say to to people, like, it's... um, um, With jiu-jitsu, it's like, if you struggle to meditate, you should do jiu-jitsu because... You cannot help but be present when somebody is trying to pull your head off. <laughs> I mean, you can't be thinking about what happened last week in the yeah. shops uh, when you're on a mat with somebody and they're trying to choke you. Yeah. So it's it's the it's the it's the ultimate tool for becoming present. Um, and it's like when when you when I'm when I'm when I'm at jiu-jitsu and you're sitting on the side of the mat and you're sweating and steam is coming off you and the music is is playing. That's again like a sanctuary. Like that is. Yeah. Happy place, you know what I mean. And does, so does that um? Do you do you find that kind of doing jujitsu? How long are you doing it, mate? Uh, I think I'm doing it four and a half years now. <clears throat> so obviously, like kind of, you're a couple of belts on from being a white belt. But did you find that when you were or started off jujitsu that you could empathize more with your clients that were coming in um out the door and that they could like empathize more with you? It was like, oh Jesus, like I'm new to gym, but Joe's also new to juji. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Um, well, like, I mean, you're, you're constantly a student in jiu-jitsu. The journey never ends. Belt. Yeah. I you, all, like, I mean, you can always, even as a black belt, you can always get better. Um, and you can always get infinitely, but infinitely better. It never ends. Mm. There's no, there's no final destination. And what I always try and say to my own clients is let's pick a destination. Yes. Let's have some idea of the destination, but the power is in the process. The magic is in the journey. The magic is in the person you become whilst you're on this journey, not the final destination, because there, there really will never be a final destination because where you get or when you get to where you think it is you want to go, you realize that that's not where you want to be and you'll want to go somewhere else. So focus on the process, focus on the journey, focus on the day-to-day. Uh, and that's another added benefit of jiu-jitsu. But to go back to having coaches, I, I'm a firm believer. I am a firm believer, massive believer in, in having a coach for every area of my life I'm trying to improve because again I'm a big believer in, in investing financially to save time. Yeah. And that's and what having you're somebody doing. yeah having somebody who's been there done that and can guide the way is just gonna save you time. Like a massive like a, I, I'm from the exact like we are genuinely I think it's it shows our age. Like yeah. it shows the fact that you and I are like are in our thirties. So we're yeah. um a little bit more kind of attuned to the fact that like we've the last 10, 15 years have kind of gone by like, like that. So it's time to yeah. basically not, not, not fail as often and do things a little bit quicker by getting a coach. And yeah, 100%. It's, it's you're buying speed. You're, that, you're literally ex- you're, yeah. you're paying money for speed. That's it. Like, I mean, and I'm just about to, um, I'm in the process now of I'm going to take on a, a uh, I haven't worked with a fitness coach or um, a coach for my fitness or my training in, in, a, in a couple of years now. Mm. And that's the only area of my life I'm not currently being coached in. So I'm, I'm looking, I'm going to be getting a, a coach very, very soon on that field as well. I'm going to try and put a push on for the next six months. Yeah, I, I, I signed up to, so I've had business coaches and everything else like the last, well, geez, years. Last years, yeah. like, kind of, we, like we both came into the game, like I was a uh, Paul Mort, to, like I was my first, first coach. Legend. <clears throat> first, first coach. And then yeah. 
like it's been like never ending since then like and kind of still to the day. and you never lose your coaches something that they thought you yeah. always stays with you yeah yeah oh, 100% um, and, but now it's I joined a physique coach last month no this month yeah. sorry, I'm currently I'm in yeah. it, I'm in it, with the, the March on lads over in the UK yeah. oh, I know so, them yeah I know them I follow, I follow their stuff their stuff is brilliant stuff is great I, I, yeah. I, but it's for that reason it's like all I wanted right I wanted someone to do my training for me yeah say here, here you go Dean go yeah, do it. Yeah, Inter- interact in the group. That community aspect kind of goes with that vibe, that team vibe that you and I would have been used to with football. Yeah, and just to bring that back into it because it, it can get stale doing it on your Todd. Yeah, oh, here, look. Um, so you're doing the online coaching, is it the, pro- the online programming with the, with the lads? Yeah, yeah, which, which one are you on? I'm on performance, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know what? The value of um, look, when, when you invest a lot of time, effort attention and focus into coaching other people when it comes to coaching yourself your batteries are on empty mm-hmm. um you know and it's like um <clears throat> people tell themselves a different story from the reality that's actually in front of them so if i write my own programs i'm much more likely to um put stuff in there that i want to do that i feel like i'm good at that you know I'm, I'm way, and and also I'm way more likely to not follow through on particular parts of the program if I write my own program. So I might get to the end, I might have a nasty Metcon program, and because I wrote the program, I might just say, "Oh, do you know what? I'll I'll, I'll do that a different that day." Off. Yeah. So I actually haven't wrote one of my own training programs in years. <clears throat> nice. Um, all, all my training programs are are put together by somebody else because I like my own coaching clients. I like to wake up and have something on the screen or something on the paper to do that day. And I just say, okay, that's what I'm doing. I follow it. There's no yeah. room for, for ambiguity. No, love that word. Yeah. yeah. So if there's no room for it, you, 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 you have what's in front of you. Somebody else who's very good at what they do, put that together for you. You go and do it. Yeah. And, and it's not like, like I put it up there on my, um, on my Instagram a few weeks back. Cause like, should a coach have a coach? Like should a PT have a PT? Like, and I was surprised as to how many knows I got. Crazy, no, like crazy. Like, oh, if you're a PT, you should know how to train yourself. It's like that's not what that's not no, what you're doing. That's not for. how it works. That's not how it works. How can somebody constantly spit the value of coaching to people and not invest in it themselves? Exactly. You don't believe in what you're selling if you don't have one yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like I believe in the process so much that I am a pr- product of coaches. I am a product of coaching. I've had coaching, as I said, in every area of my life, business, fitness, jujitsu, um, marketing, you name it. I've had coaching in it. Mm. Um, and I can only imagine where I would be to this day without coaching. God, I'd be lost. Crayons. Yeah. So, I mean, if I, I am a coach, I constantly spit the value of coaching to people. I coach a lot of people. If I wasn't being coached, how do I believe in it? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it is it is something that a lot of people forget that like kind of you do need it and you do need a coach and every, like everyone needs a coach and it doesn't matter if you are a PT looking for fat or else you're looking for fat loss or you're just someone struggling to fix the bloody the bloody kitchen yeah. there's someone out there that knows better than you that yeah like That's, send them a few quid exactly and they'll show you how to do it yeah. yeah it's and as I said like paying for speed and the peace of mind is, is priceless I love, I love that phrase paying for speed Pay for speed, yeah. Always. Right. I always I'm always trying to buy speed. I'll buy speed anywhere. Not the drug. <laughs> I was just about to say the disclaimer yeah. that is not. A, yeah, not yeah, yeah. Drug. That was always the worst drug anyway. <laughs> but um yeah, but uh yeah, I'm always trying to buy speed like yeah, in any area I can I can I can I can, I can get it. Cause look, I'm impatient as well. <laughs> like I'm, I want to get to where I want to get to, I want to get there quick. You know, and, so, and, uh, and, and also on the other side, like if you're gonna fail, you want to fail quick. Yeah. Get there quick, fail quick, turn it around go quick. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Do everything, do everything quick, like kind of learn learn as you go and kind of crack on. Yeah, no, big, big, massive believer in all that, Joe. Like, and it's, um, but like, same again, mate. I do believe, like, our, our thought process is as a result of being in the industry for so long. It's being yeah. dads, it's being husbands, it's being at the, the elder statement of the industry. Like, the lot, there's yeah. a lot of kids coming into the industry who are like 18, 19, that some would have our kind of thought process. And that would be, but it would be a very, very small, percent, small percentage. Yeah. 
but for the for the vast majority, they think the way you and I thought back when we were 18, 19, 21. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that's the, that's the natural progression of life. Exactly. You Massively. Know? There's a... Hmm. Anything else? We kind of, I think we've kind of chopped it all up there, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Good I, yeah. Um, I asked I ask this question, Pam, at the end of every podcast or the start or whenever I remember to kind of ask it. So... Lean, it's the Lean with Dean podcast, obviously. And Lean is an acronym for life experience above normal. Lovely. So to put you on a bit of a spot, mate, and kind of you do have a similar kind of self-development, kind of self-progression kind of uh, mindset as myself. What is your definition specific to you, but maybe a little bit more general that like a listener can go ahead and implement? What is your example or definition of a life experience above normal? Keep things simple. Super. Basics always win. Basics and simplicity wins always. If you want to be successful in life or you want to be successful in any part of your life, you need to set things up in a way that are simplistic in nature and basic and easy to follow, easy to stick to, easy to adhere to. The further you veer away from basics and simplicity, the less likely you are to follow through, the less likely you are to be consistent and consistency is king in anything. I paused there so that I know when to cut that and turn it into a, a piece of content for Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. That's yeah, that's it. That's it in a nutshell. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. What's, what's, what's the phrase? K-I-S-S. Keep it stupid simple or keep it simple yeah. stupid. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. I mean, this is like, I mean, and one thing I say to all of my clients and in my in my in, in all my content as well is if you want fancy, sophisticated, complicated processes i'm not your coach nope sam you know what i mean what we do at urban fitness what we do at system x uh fitness and nutrition what we do is we do simple basic principles that have stood the test of time will always stand the test of time that have always gotten results and will always get results and that's what we do yeah and the only problem with simple is not sexy it's that's a harder it. sell yeah so our job is to dress simple and basic up as sexy and give people um, simple basics in a way that they find it attractive. But mm. I mean, like I say to all my, 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 my coaching clients as well is, um, do you want sexy? Do you want results? Ooh. You know? Um, so that's it. That's actually nice. You Joe? don't have sexy, sexy in the processes or sexy in the mirror. Which one do you want? <laughs> that's, that's actually deadly. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> smashing podcast, mate. Really, really yeah, enjoyed man. it. Thanks for coming on, bud. I'm going to go Not ahead and um, put all your information so people can go ahead and follow you um, and all that crap, mate. But thanks, mate. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.